0: the reasons that so many people are so tired is that they're not treating their bodies the way they need to be treated. Think about it. Your body is a finely tuned, incredible piece of God's handiwork and it leaves some looking after. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and thanks so much for joining me as today we take another look at God's rest for you from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. How are you going today? It's great to be with you. And you know, I'm particularly excited today because we're talking about a subject that's really dear to my heart. We're talking about rest, entering into God's rest. That's what we've been chatting about together over the last week and a half or so, looking, I guess, at the spiritual and emotional reasons that so many people are so tired, so exhausted. And the reason we've looked at those first is because I think in life we make the huge mistake often of under spiritualizing things. Take this whole tiredness, exhaustion pandemic going on across the world today. We, by and large, don't notice that other people are chronically tired too. We, we really only feel that tiredness in our own lives. And perhaps we can see some of the physical reasons for that. But how often do we stop and get a handle on the deep spiritual reasons for our tiredness? That's what we've been talking about over this last week and a half. The spiritual dimension. But, you know, I've been in churches where all the preacher ever talks about is the spiritual dimension and rarely, if ever, deals with the day-to-day physical realities and issues and problems of life. In other words, just as we can under-spiritualize important issues like tiredness, there's also a risk for a guy like me in over-spiritualizing. So today, today we're going to take a reality check on the physical dimension of rest because that's just as important as the spiritual dimension. Now, how do we get physical rest? Well, we sleep every night. We hopefully each have at least one day a week off work, perhaps even two for most of us. That's Saturdays and Sundays. And then once or twice a year, we take a break from work, that being called a holiday. Now, that's the ideal. But the problem is that many, many people struggle incredibly to get that sort of physical rest in their lives. Take Japan, for instance. Traditionally, people work very, very long hours in Japan. Then many of them will go out for drinks and dinner with their work colleagues after work. And then on top of it, they have a long commute home, an hour, maybe even two, by train, often not getting home until late at night, only to have to get up really early, early the next morning to turn around, head back to the office and do it all again. Socially, that's a huge issue for the Japanese, Others, well, millions and millions of people work in sweatshops in the developing world for a few cents an hour to make consumer goods that we consume so voraciously in the developed world. The idea of getting two days a week off or a holiday, well, that's just a pipe dream. And there are people like me who can choose to have time off, but who are born workaholics who get up early in the morning and work till late in the evening burning the candle at both ends. So... When it comes to talking about having physical rest, I'm sharing some thoughts and hopefully just a bit of wisdom with you as someone who's spent much of his life as a workaholic and suffered the consequences of that and learned to get some balance back into his life. Still learning, actually. Perhaps you've heard me quote this psalm before, but when we talk about getting physical rest in our lives, it's one that I come back to again and again because it speaks about God's love and his will for me, and I guess for you too, which is why I want to share it with you right now. Have a listen. Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. It says, "...unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labour in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain." It's in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for God gives sleep to those whom he loves. What I've discovered is that when we're addicted to something, or we have some entrenched pattern of behaviour going on in our lives that we we can't seem to shake, we need a reason to change. And when that reason takes hold in our hearts, the changing of our behaviour is much, much easier. Let me give you an example. When I was young, in my late teenage years, my early 20s, I was a heavy smoker. Three packets a day, between 60 and 75 cigarettes a day. I was absolutely addicted. I'd tried to give up on many occasions, but I'd failed over and over again. Then one day, I was in a hospital room with a woman dying of cancer. It had started in her lungs. She'd been a smoker too when she was young. And that night, I stood there and I watched her breathe her very last breath. I saw the death rattle in her body when she died. I walked out of that room that night, took the half-full packet of cigarettes in my pocket, threw them in the bin just outside the door. That was back in 1983, and I haven't had a single cigarette since that day. So when something happens deep in our hearts, it can result in powerful change in our lives And I think that's what this psalm is about. Have another listen. Psalm 127, beginning at verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labour in vain. Unless the Lord guards the city, the guard keeps watch in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives sleep to those whom he loves. What it tells me is that God loves me that he's interested in my life, that he's doing things in my life and that I don't have to kill myself to get it all done. Actually, he doesn't want me to, to work 18 hours a day. As long as I get about building the house that he's building, all I have to do is my bit and he'll take care of the rest. And he wants me to have a good night's sleep because he loves me. You know what? that touches my heart deep inside somewhere. So as much as I'm a workaholic by nature, and as much as in growing a ministry like Christianity Works that that serves you and millions of others around the world each day by producing and distributing these, these radio programs, and as much as I love doing what I do, here's what this psalm has taught me to do. Now, I'm an early riser. The morning I was putting my notes together for today's program, I was up at around 3am, had a cup of tea in bed, and then after some time with the Lord in prayer, at my PC in the study by about quarter past four in the morning. I've always been an early riser. It's when I do my best work. But these days, even though I work a long day, come around 4, 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm done. That's it. I, I don't work nights except on very rare occasions. I have almost all my weekends off, and each year I try to take a couple of breaks, particularly over summer at Christmas, to get away from work, and I turn my emails off. Now, those things may sound simple, but making those changes have been a huge deal for me. I've discovered I can work hard, which I love, and have physical rest at the same time. And even though some nights I may only sleep five or six hours, other nights I make sure I get eight or nine hours to compensate, I am through walking through life bleary-eyed. It's plain dumb, right? Now, I don't know your circumstances. Maybe you have young children or a long commute or whatever it is. But here's the thing. Pretty much all of us can figure out how to get enough physical rest, sleep and a break from work once in a while to make sure that instead of being bleary-eyed, good-for-nothing zombies, we're more at the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed end of the spectrum as well as just enjoying our lives a whole bunch more, it'll bring God's joy into our hearts because we know this is a gift from Him because He loves us and He wants us, you and me, to get a good night's sleep. Do you get it? Before I go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, We would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you and let's just see what God does, how He intervenes, how He chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.